Would I be willing to become a cyborg? Would I ever replace my body parts with superior robot parts? Of course, if by definition they're superior. And if I can, like, it, especially if the perception of superiority came from me and not from someone else. Uh, if I looked at them as superior, I, it'd be foolishness not to change. Unless, of course, you know, there were other consequences that, you know, are not in this hypothetical. I, of course, wouldn't want to be the guinea pig. General Grievous is going a little bit too far because there were there would be consequences of uh, augmentation to that extreme extent. Especially considering in Grievous's case, most of his augmentations were related to combat and fighting and stuff, and I would have no use of such things. Would I want people fined as a percent of income? Would you be in favor of fining people based on income? Yes. Fines only work if the person considers the fine to be a sufficient deterrent for the, uh, for the action. There's no point fining a person something that they do not value because it isn't a punishment at that point. Like the purpose of fines, other than if you want to be cynical and say it's just to generate revenue, it's, it's to prevent people engaging in behavior that is not pro-social or, or you know, has a, has a chance of negatively impacting, impacting others around them. It's the example I use with the, the billionaire who's charged $100 every time he speeds. You just go, okay, I'll just give you 500 bucks a day and I'll just speed wherever the fuck I want. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's not going to help. The person hits with his car and kills. Are politicians all just selfish? I mean, you'd have to be naive to think that politicians aren't on, in some respects motivated by their own self-glorification, but you'd have to be extraordinarily, extraordinarily cynical to think there isn't a single politician in existence who actually cares about other people, or there isn't a single person who gets into politics with the actual goal of helping others. People aren't all or nothing. People can have multiple motivations. Some people can be motivated by a desire to be seen as a good person or a defender of the weak or whatever. To the extent where, you know, ultimately just helping people is a tool for their own self-glorification. But at the end of the day, they still act for the best interests of others. It's a matter of, uh, you know, being that knight in shining armor. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that there are probably some politicians who convince themselves that, oh, you know, what my wealthy donors want is really what is best for the people anyway. So I can just listen to my wealthy donors because I'm really doing the right thing. GTA 4 did some things better than GTA 5. GTA 4 uh, had some things about it that made it feel more real, like the gunplay felt a bit realer. The, the health bars on the people you're shooting at was kind of interesting. The the combat was kind of interesting. The, the NPCs in the streets and stuff felt more real. The cops wouldn't just go fucking crazy when you looked at them. There were some good things that the way uh, there were some good things about the way GT4 felt, but the driving was complete ass. And you're right, there were a handful of boring missions and stuff. What I did when I had disposable income for the first time. So, so in in the beginning, I was doing YouTube with another job, so I wasn't making enough to live off. It was my only source of income. It was not really enough to live off, but I had savings. And then it transitioned to be uh, enough to get buyers, and it was a uh, my expenses were equivalent to the amount of money I was making. Although I was still selling stuff that I didn't need and stuff. Not because I necessarily needed the money, but because I, I always felt like I was somewhat selling my future for my present because I wasn't convinced I was ever gonna really make it as a streamer. I thought I would just uh, sit around being, you know, just having enough to get biased, being somewhat mediocre. So I was uh, selling things that I didn't need because the longer I wait, I knew the longer I waited to sell these things, the the less value that they'd have. 
Because I never like to not feel productive. I hate feeling like I'm wasting my time. I always feel like I, I, I always like to feel like I'm working towards bettering myself or my content or improving my life circumstances. Which is why I'm always working on some content, producing some content, editing something together, tinkering with the stream quality or whatever it is. But, but now I've transitioned to now where I, I, I actually have disposable income. And the first thing I thought when I had this money was like, yeah boy, I can buy myself stuff that makes the stream look better. I can buy all those... All, all the things that I can like, just make things a little bit better. Holy shit, 1440p, fucking YouTube videos, yeah boy. <laughs> get me a good DSLR camera. Get that, get that autofocus. A guy I knew who could suck himself. The first time I can remember a Matt saying, uh, all Matts are awesome. Uh, it was a friend of a friend uh, who was well known for being able to suck his own dick. Not that I saw it. But apparently he did it at a party that I was at. Fun fact, I cannot suck my own dick, so that's not a common thing for all mats. Like, I'm I'm sure he can't, like, you know, really go down on himself. Like, he could probably just, you know, suck his tip or some shit like that, but... Um, it's a very weird party favor. Did well with the women. Probably don't need to be surprised when I say that. Uh, he is a, a attractive fellow. Wonder what he's doing with himself now. What is the longest I could play GTA 5 in one sitting? The longest I've ever played GTA 5 in one sitting is uh, like 16 to 18 hours or something. When I was doing strat testing for 100%. Like I'm still strat testing to this day, but there was just so many things to test. I hit it for days. I remember I had a document that was just like two or three pages of just Test this, test this, test this. Can you move this here? Can you move this here? Can you move this here? When I start doing something, I'm not really a fan of stopping. I like to complete the task set for me rather than uh, put it off to another day. And how long I could hypothetically play would all depend on what I was motivated by. Like if you said, Matt, you got to play GTA 5 for 24 hours for 10 grand. I could do that. Easy. 48 hours? Maybe 48 hours, as long as I was allowed breaks. Like we go in 72 hours, like, I'd be like, nah, I can't do it. Like, I couldn't do 72 hours, even for 10 grand. Like that, that would like take time off my life. It'd be so crushing. The problem of success. It's the weird thing about success, guys. You can always have more of it and you can always fear losing it. Like I've never considered myself successful before, but now I do. And your standards are always changing. You know, it's it's like that um that study when a person gets promotion or wins the lottery or whatever it is and something amazing happens that makes their life better. After a few months, you know, they'll be as happy as they were before it happened because that will be their new normal. And so, I I'm a person who tracks stats of YouTubers and Twitch streamers and stuff all the time, and I see when people peak and how they handle falling from that peak. The biggest example. Uh, I bring up uh, that, I, that I look at sometimes is Trihex. Trihex is super well known, who, who in my mind had like Twitch in his hand, yet didn't capitalize on it as nearly, nearly as much as he could have. His YouTube channel is effectively dead, hemorrhaging followers. His Twitch channel is growing very slowly, if at all. Like, it, probably not even at a replacement rate in terms of people leaving his stream versus him getting new followers. And I don't want to end up like that. I don't want to take for granted what I have and wake up one day and be like, oh man, I could have capitalized on 
what I was doing. I'm always trying to improve and think of ways that I can make things better. I am still in a niche though, like there's, there's only so many things that I can do in this particular niche. There's only so many types of content that I can create, that I can create, but there's tons of things I can still do. Like if, if speedrunning ever truly becomes a dead end, I can always move into doing GT online or um, meme content or whatever it may be. My greatest fear is that I will, uh, I'll get sick of GTA 5. I don't think that's likely, at least not anytime soon, because it's the analogy I, I use often. It's like a comfortable glove. You've just been wearing it so long and it will always feel good. Maybe you get sick of it sometimes, but like you'll always be able to come back to it because it's the comfortable thing, you know? Changing your name to Richard Anator. I want to know how much it would take to legally change my name to the Dickinator. I want it on a license plate too. Well, on a license plate, I don't think it would fit. I don't think it costs more money to change your name, depending on what it is, but are there rules against changing your name to something that's considered profane? I don't know. That seems like a bad name anyway. Then you need to become self-employed or, or go by a, a shortened name. Just call yourself Dick. There are people who are called Dick in society, short for Richard. Drunk friend kicking my PC. How drunk do you have to be to punch a game system? I remember once I was, uh, so when, I, when we were kids, we had to, uh, you know, carry around our desktops to different people's houses for lands, right? My PC was pretty shit, right? Or was it like a spare PC that I was bringing for someone else or something? I can't recall. But uh, I got to my friend Taylor's house. And another one of my friends was uh, walking to Taylor's house because he was drunk somewhere else. And so he, we, were, we had just gotten inside and we saw Alex coming, uh, the, uh, the guy who was drunk, up the street. And uh, he just absolutely brutalizes, kicks my PC, my tower. Because it was on the side of the road. And he, he was like, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, what, what do you mean? He's like, you just kicked my computer. I was like, oh shit. I thought it was just someone's trash because it was on the side of the road. Oh fuck. The first time I announced I was doing pacifist percent. I did this so many times yesterday. You have no idea. Because I'm making a new series called pacifist percent. Like what the series is basically going to be is I kill as few people as possible and I shoot as little as possible. So like it's going to be kill no one. If I have to kill someone, I have to kill them with melee. If I can't kill them with melee, I have to kill them with pistol. And then it goes down like that. And then at the, then I'm going to complete the entire game and I'm going to tally at the end how many people I personally had to kill and what I had to do to kill them. Preferably having as few actual bullets shot as possible by the end of the game. You have no idea how long it took to get through prologue yesterday. Well, it took two hours. It's very funny why. And learning how the NPCs move and work and their limitations, how their HP works and... Could GTA 6 be online only? There is, there is no reality where GTA 6 will be online only. No reality. Investors will go, okay, let me get this straight. We get our money back like tenfold with your single player titles and you've done this consistently. You want to make it online only when you succeeded with the online version once and massively failed with it the second time. How about no? Although I was just saying investors, I should say stakeholders. I want a social life that takes no time. A part of me chat realizes that what I really want is a social life that doesn't take up any time. Because when I think about going places and not streaming or editing and stuff, 
I'm like, I won't fucking do that. I don't think a social life would be a bad thing, but I'm not willing to give up anything to have one. You know? Now, I've never looked favorably, favorably upon uh, traveling. It costs a lot of money, and there's nothing that I really want to see enough that I'm willing to spend the money. Like, don't get me wrong. If I had the ability to instant teleport myself to other countries, I would totally instant teleport myself and just look at some shit. Like, hey, that's pretty cool. Monuments and st stuff like that. But I mean, no amount of financial cost is worth it. I think traveling is best done with other people. I have no one to travel with. You can certainly meet people throughout your travels, but I'm not a person who likes, you know, talking to random people and shit. Unless I'm drunk. Flashback to embarrassing moments in my life right there. That was not good. Traveling is something you share with others. It's only, it's only, it doesn't have to be this way, but I think that's the best way to get the most out of traveling. More than likely, if I did travel, though, it'd be somewhere in Australia. There's, there's heaps of places in Australia I haven't seen, and, you know. Just go to Google Street View and have a fan blowing on your face to pretend you're hiking there. <laughs> exactly, man. Traveling is about experiencing... Well, how do you experience culture without seeing? As if seeing isn't a vital part of culture. But I'm not, I'm not a big culture guy. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Do I know how to play an instrument? I've always wanted to play an instrument elite. I never saw myself as having much talent for it, and I never had the time to learn. And clearly, clearly I have the time to learn. I, I hate when people say that, and I really shouldn't have said that, because you could make the time. It's just I didn't have sufficient reason to. My desire to learn wasn't sufficient to learn, and there was nothing in my environment motivating me to learn, so I never did. We all have the same amount of time. It's just, you know, depending upon who you are, you have other matters that are more important. Playing games with definitions. Th things, things are as they are, independent of how you define words, right? Words just communicate concepts. And it ultimately just matters whether or not the word which you're speaking will be understood to have the meaning uh, that you intend so that you can be understood. It's why um, definition games are very annoying. This may be a controversial uh, example. There was a lot of games done to... Re like, uh, there, were d there was a dispute over what atheist meant. Whether it meant a person who knows that a god doesn't exist, or simply believes a god doesn't exist, or lacks evidence, or blah blah. People would, people would work to define atheism in, in a way that um, would benefit whatever argument they were bringing up. I've, I've seen, I saw religious debates where a person would say, well, then you're not an atheist, are you? And the person, on occasion, would rightly go, it doesn't matter how you define me, I still have the exact same positions as I had at the beginning of this discussion. You haven't somehow won if you use a definition where I don't fit what the, the definition of atheism that you're putting out. I don't any more or less believe in something, or your arguments stronger or weaker, simply because I don't fit this definition. But that's the game that people play sometimes. Um, I wish I didn't use that example, because I've, I've seen that discussion happen so many times over the history of YouTube. That's moving the goalposts. It's not moving the goalposts unless the person specifically defined the goalposts in... Oh, well, uh, the person themselves may not have changed the definition. It may be the definition that they've always held. Um, and it's just a squabble between two people who are ultimately arguing whether or not a particular classification applies to, to the individual speaking. Um, and it's completely irrelevant to the actual positions that that person holds. What you call something doesn't change what it is. Um, a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet, as they say. You don't change the properties of a rose by calling it sludge. Or you, though you can certainly bias. <laughs> because, you know, humans are imperfect. You can, you can bias or move people's uh, negative associations from one thing to another. It's like if you were uh, 
like if you made a new flower and uh, a competitor named it stench blossom or pedophile flower or something, people will be less likely to purchase it or purports to enjoy its smell because of the, um, the associations that those words have independent of the flower. There's a name for that kind of game, I think. But obviously it still doesn't change the actual underlying aspects of the thing that you're defining. Are fiction books technically lies? If you define a lie as something the person knows is untrue, but that they represent as true, then a fictional story isn't a lie, because while it is untrue, it is being represented as something untrue. It's like if I said to you, this is just a joke by the way, but my feet are actually ducks. I'm not lying to you, it's false. But I've, I've told you explicitly that this is something that's not true. Some, something that is untrue isn't a lie. It's a, a lie defines a person's, um, the person's knowledge of something. You're lying to me. You're, you're intentionally representing something that's untrue as true. Exactly, Ice. Lying requires deceit. In fact, what a person thinks to be the truth doesn't even need to be true for it to be a lie. Like if I think 2 plus 2 equals 5, and I tell you that 2 plus 2 equals 3, I'm still lying to you. Because it just defines deceit, not a matter of objectively correct answer. I am a determinist. I, yeah, I, I am a determinist. I'm not, I'm not even necessarily convinced that, I, I, I emphasize, not convinced that uh, quantum indeterminacy or whatever is even a thing. Because I don't understand quantum physics. It's very hard to <laughs> accept that something is true when you don't even understand it. All I know is that it is not something completely understood. And maybe, you know, if I have time in my life, I, I will grow to understand that, I don't know. The, the reason I'm a determinist, is, in the sense that, again, I can't understand how determinism could be false, is it goes like this. If I have a closed system that I repeat over and over again, and I add no new information, I don't understand why that system wouldn't play out the exact same way. Or rather, you know, one, two, three, four, five, repeat. One, two, three, four, five, repeat. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know how without changing that sequence, that it could then go one, two, three, six, four, five. I don't understand that. I don't know how that could be possible. If I restart the universe and the very first parts of the universe, whatever that means, if they're exactly the same, I don't know why the second instance of the universe wouldn't be exactly the same. I don't know why the third instance wouldn't be exactly the same, because it, it's what happened the first time, given the variables that were in the first and second instance. And that would just go on forever, up until this very point, where I would be, again, this exact same matter, explaining this exact same point to you. I don't know how that could be false. Well, it, it, it's, it's based on axioms, I guess, but it's, it's all of what my life is based on. The idea of, that if nothing changes, the result will be the same as last time. And every time in my life where something, where the outcome is different than previous, I can always point to something and go, that was different, therefore the outcome's different. This, this doesn't make it true. It just, it just means that this is the only way that I can understand the world to work. And, and, but my limited understanding is not necessarily evidence of something being true. It's just in the case of determinism, it, it, it's, it's applicable to everyday decisions in life. It, it's kind of thing you have to make a decision on, whether or not you realize you are making a decision on it. And, and this just seems, you know, again, the only thing that I could understand is possibly being true. In the case of quantum indeterminacy affecting free will, or affecting our, affecting our choices, it still wouldn't get you free will. Because at that point, rather than pre-existing uh, pre conditions determining your, your choices, 
it would be quantum randomness that you also have no control over that would influence your choices. You would still not have the, the libertarian idea of free will where you can actually choose between a Big Mac and a, and a quarter pounder when you're, you're at McDonald's. Even if quantum indeterminacy or whatever, if, if that affected the, the macroscopic world, the smallest fraction, and it was truly random, that would mean that restarting the universe, the universe would be different. Even with all the exact same initial conditions being perfectly exactly the same in every conceivable way, the universe would still be different. And as I said, I don't understand quantum physics, so I don't know how that could be the case. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.